Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Oh, hello. This is Chris. Chris. This is Chris calling in from Austin, Texas. Chris is in Austin, Texas. Why are you in Austin, Texas? I am here for my brother's bachelor party. Oh, very nice. You've been enjoying yourself? And, uh, I... What's that? You've been enjoying yourself? Uh, definitely, yes. Great. But I wanted to call in and wish you luck and to introduce a very special co-host for this episode. And who might that be? Uh, that'll be um, frequent podcast contributor, Dan. Hey. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. It has been a very long time. Last time Dan was on the show, do you remember? Uh, it wasn't... It Was Was it Pokemon? Time, it was not Pokemon. The last one I was thinking was Indiana Jones, but it wasn't that. Right. It was... Was it the Olympics? No, it wasn't the Olympics. It was one in February. It was one in February. I'm, I cannot remember. It's when we called something. I don't remember. I, pro- I probably wasn't there. You were oh, there. Oh, it was for the Super Bowl. It was for the Super Bowl. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, where we predicted Uncle the Rico. overtime. We did predict the overtime. Like, how weird would that be? I know, right? With Uncle Rico and Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. and uh, Forrest Gump and the Waterboy. Yeah. Yeah, so Dan's going right. to be in for Chris today. So, Dan, thanks so much for being here as a special guest host. Thanks for having me. Now, Chris, I uh, I hope I don't step on your toes, and uh, I hope you have a good time down there. Uh, thank you guys for the for the wishes of uh, a good time. I hope your uh, podcast goes equally as well. We hope so, too. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. bye. All right. Good luck, you guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya. Bye. So, Dan, uh, what's been going on? Um, not much. I think the real question is what's going on with you, Steve. Yeah, we uh, had some big, we had some uh, big news here. Uh, yeah. a couple days ago, I proposed to Allie. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Uh, fans of the show know that Allie is my previous girlfriend, now fiance. The Elf um, episode. The Elf episode. Valentine's uh, Day. Valentine's Day episode for the Bachelorette, and uh, yeah, so. Luckily, she said yes. I'm very happy, um, and we're very, very excited. We're in the very beginning stages of planning everything. Does, so. does everyone know the who winners? Know like the how everything plays out here, like where Chris is and how I am in relation to like, you and re- Allie? I think so, but we could do another quick, quick recap because we've probably gotten a lot of listeners since then. Yeah. So what's your relationship here? So um, I, best, I guess to describe... Relative to Steve. So Steve um, now is uh, engaged to my twin, my sister, Allie. Um, and I have three sisters, Allie and uh, Melissa and Nicole. Nicole is married to Chris. That's how it is. And so um, I don't live in this area, so I come back here occasionally and help out when is needed. And uh, But yeah, Chris and Steve... In relation to our, our family, so so Chris and I are your well, Chris is your brother-in-law, 
Right. And I'm your soon-to-be brother-in-law. Correct. So that's how that's how it all comes full circle here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will know uh, Allie and Nicole on the show as the unpaid interns. Right. Who uh, <laughs> do all the research when we have uh, no time to do so. And I love, up, I love how ideas. you guys have changed. It was one time it was unpaid, and then, and then Chris was like, oh, we can't call them unpaid. And then it's just interns, and then we're back to in, unpaid interns. Yeah, it's, un, it's unpaid interns. Yeah. yeah. They have unpaid interns. So for people who are fans of the show, who uh, are interested in kind of what the relationship status, or status, the relationship <laughs> dynamic is, that's how it all comes full circle. Uh, a lot of my friends from high school have been on the podcast earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately though, as we've moved on, like they've moved out of the area or they're so busy with work. So we really haven't been able to, uh, to make it work as much as I'd, I'd like to. Right. But, um, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. We're still, uh, we're still doing what we can. All right. Cool. Um, so Dan, thanks so much for being on. I'm excited to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about some of our previous episodes that we've had, like we always do here. Um, last week in honor of Game of Thrones season seven. Coming back on TV, we did a great episode of who would win Game of Thrones characters in Games of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to listen to that one? I did. I listened to it on my call ride home. Oh, nice. What would you think? You like it? I did. Yeah. I really want to see... Um, fire hockey. Fire hockey. Yeah, we've gotten some tweets from some of our fans about like how dangerous that sounds. and It sounds insanely dangerous. And yeah. the thing that I had difficulty in like, visioning was the stick. Yeah. I was visioning like a hockey stick, but uh-huh. I'm guessing it's not. I think it is just kind of like a regular hockey stick. Okay. And they're just, I mean, it's not going to catch on fire. You'd think it might. Yeah, I was thinking like it's going to catch on fire as soon as the, the puck hit it. Right. I think just because you're going like you're hitting it so fast that you're not having anything like that mm. happening. But yeah, I mean, fire hockey, I'm not, I forget the, the actual term. The it's actual. Like pelota. Something. Yeah, I totally forget. But, uh, so yeah, so that was, that was a lot of fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun doing that. And like the bobsled, I think Chris's method of picking up Brand- um, Brandon is not the best method, but hey. Oh yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> but he brought up some good points with, um, Daenerys maybe throwing Jorah off track a little bit. He's not going to be yeah. able to focus. I mean, absolutely okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so looking at those, those polls, the first poll we had, um, the bobsled competition mm-hmm. and the teams are Jon Snow. Tyrion Lannister, Jorah Mormont, Khal Drogo, and Bran of Tarth versus Daenerys Targaryen, Tormund, um, what's his name? Beard? Something Gray, Beard? Graysband. Graysband? Graysband? Tormund. I just, Grays the, Beard. Great. I'll look it up. Something Beard. Um, Bran, the Hound, and Oberyn. So for that team, 67%. Giant's Bane. Giant's Bane. Thank you very much. Um, for that one, 67% is going towards. The Daenerys, Tormund, Giantsbane, okay. Bran, Hound, and Oberyn, Chris. with thirty-three percent going towards John, Tyrion, Lannister, Jorah, Drogo, and Bran of Tar- Bran of Tarth. So that's a that's a good one. They're mm-hmm. they're going they're going back. So the next one, which was the the fire hockey, which is crazy, mm-hmm. we have same teams currently fifty fifty. Okay, currently standing at fifty fifty. So the polls still be up for a couple more hours for people that are listening to this on the day that it's coming out. Make sure you go out and vote. Let us know what you think. Check out some more fire hockey videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, check out some pictures of it. It's pretty cool. Did you see the pictures I made for this episode? I did, yes. I didn't see the watch. I didn't watch the video if you sent. You had that on the... No, I, I don't think I put that up yet. Did you put it on the show notes? Yeah. Okay. I think I was supposed to. I don't know if I did or not. 
I, there are a lot of times where I say I want to put them in the show notes and I just forget to, which is really bad. As a as a podcast host, I should really, really make sure I have them on there. A lot of things to keep in mind. Yes. Um, but yeah, I made a, if anyone hasn't followed us on Instagram yet, I've made a lot of funny pictures that I always put up to kind of correspond with the episode. Uh, I edited one photo of Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon Snow playing fire hockey, and I gave them all um, hockey sticks, and Tyrion's kind of standing there with a shield. Uh, that was a lot of fun to make. So yeah, yeah I put a little little effort into making those uh, different pictures happen. I would say it's a lot of effort. It's a nice job. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. It just kind of it kind of depends mm-hmm. what I, what I have to work with. How easy photoshopping is. Exactly. Did you uh, enjoy the Game of Thrones season seven premiere? I I did. I was really confused at first, like with uh, the whole spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I maybe really apologize. Like, if not. That's fine. Maybe like jump like two minutes or something into the podcast. And then for those of you who don't, if you care. hear us talking about anything Game of Thrones related, and jump another two. Yeah, minutes. then jump then jump again. Uh, so what'd you think? So I was really confused at first with House Frey. I was like, I thought it was a flashback. I thought it was a flashback too. I thought yeah. they were gonna like talk about the feast and then have the feast end, and then Arya would come and come through. Right. And then when she started having the speech, I'm like, oh, right. And when when because they all cheered to it, and mm-hmm. then and he was the only one that did not that did not drink. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then you see them all starting to cough, and then you know Arya pulls the mask off, and it's like, oh, so good. Yeah. There's um. There's a lot of great things online right now about how like Arya and the Hound are now switching in their their paths. So how like the Hound was like ruthless in his beginning beginning, and how the Arya had a lot of like heart behind everything, and now uh, Arya doesn't care about anything. Just yeah, she doesn't kill. Yeah, and, she's just killing people left and right. And the Hound, as surprisingly, is now like the like the sympathy, like, the yeah. heart behind the show. He's like that moral center now. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting how they swap places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Um, someone brought up an interesting point I read online. Is Remember how Cersei was staying on that map? Yeah. Um, they were saying if you look at the positioning between her and um, Jamie, okay. Cersei's standing like on Westeros in the upper part of it, like north of King's Landing, and Jamie is in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So it shows how they are very separate from each other and They're no longer in the same continent. Or exactly. And like probably how his allegiance is not to her and it's, oh. it's away from her, you know, out of King's Landing or that area that she was standing on. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an- interesting. What is the prophecy? I forget what the prophecy is. It, um, she's going to be killed by her brother. I think it said that she'll be killed by her younger brother and she thinks it means Tyrion. Right. Cause so she's, she may not be your brother. Right, who may not be her brother, if you believe that theory, that he's a Targaryen. Yeah. But then also, she's older than Jaime, because they're twins, but she is older than him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it said, like, by... There's something else, like, with one hand or a gold hand or something like that. Mm. And that has... Excuse me. That has to do with Jaime having only... God, excuse me. I'm going to burp. <laughs> having only one... We'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that out. Having only one hand... Or having like a golden hand, there's something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens with that prophecy. Yeah. Now, what is your opinion? Are you going to uh, rewatch all of Game of Thrones before the eighth season? That's a lot. That's it a is. lot. Maybe what I would really like is if somebody comes out and they come out with like the Game of Thrones greatest hits. Like these are the episodes you want to watch in mm. order to prepare for this the season finale, the right. series finale. Just right. to kind of give you like various refreshers. Make sure you hit the grains of Castamere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff that really really will affect 
the season, the series finale. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, everything with Dorn, like you can skip that stuff. <laughs> Everyone hates Dorn. Um, just a lot of things along those lines that could just really uh, change it to an extent. Right. Yeah. No, that'd be helpful. If anyone has that or knows like, you know, episodes that are really important to rewatch. Yeah. Those like, these are the ones you really should watch in order to get the whole story arc of the entire Game of Thrones series. Yeah. That would that would be really cool, especially since whenever season eight comes out. I don't know if it comes out next next year. I heard that it's going to skip a whole year. I mean, it's going to be so cinematic, the the entire ending of it. And I know they're going to have to film it in the cold some right. more also, and that's why this season got delayed like three months. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cold enough. That's what I, they were yeah, saying. They, yeah, they needed winter because winter finally came in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then finally Daenerys finally got to Westeros, which is huge. Three lines and a very impactful three lines. Yeah, looking over like a Monopoly board, like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but no, that's really great. It's curious to see what's going to happen now because uh, Samuel Tarly found out that Dragonstone is pretty much a mine of dragonglass, mm-hmm. and Jon Snow needs that. But he's up in Winterfell, and by the time he travels all the way down there, I mean, he's going to have to make some kind of alliance with Daenerys. Right. You know, it's actually really quick. Dragons. Dragons are really quick. They can go to quickly to the wall, give a dragon glass. That's true. So if they can work out something where the <laughs> dragons can just pretty much be flying across the continent, like <laughs> just carrying, like dragon smuggling glass. dragon glass, dragon glass out. And Cersei's <laughs> looking out the window one day, and she's like, "What's that? Like, why is this dragon flying over there?" <laughs> um, can we just really quickly talk about that one scene with Samwell? And how disgusting that yeah, was. Yeah. Also, and how amazing that was, too. It was disgusting and amazing. It was so gross. It's just kind of showing you that in and out daily work he has to do mm-hmm. while trying to become a maester. Yeah. I know one person was complaining that, um, that I was listening to, reviewing the episode. And, like, he just kind of stumbled upon a book that just happened to have the answer. Yeah. It, which some people thought, like, he should have been, maybe if he was, like, talking to people and... You know, one guy's like, oh, I remember reading a book once about that or something. Instead of him just, you know, picking two books out of the restricted section and opening to page five and just happening to find out where Dragonglass is located. Yeah. Part of me hopes that they just showed he went in once. Right. And then, like, we went a couple times later and kept kept looking, kept looking, kept looking until he got it. But if they expected us to find that he had that one book and then just jump right into it. That would feel a little... Yeah, it was just kind of like, all right, this is very whatever. Yeah. Just just found it. So I guess we'll see. I'm sure they'll play it out more as the season goes forward. But Mm a little review. It was good. I enjoyed it. Very, very good. A lot happened and and yet nothing happened. That's the thing with this show is like each episode just furthers the overall story arc. It's not like you're going to have an arc in each episode. It's mm-hmm. just you're. It's just going. You're like, oh, that's going to be in the next episode, in the next episode, in the next episode. Battle of the Bastards did have like almost an t- entire arc by itself, though. Oh yeah, so much building into it. Yeah, and, it, and that kind of that episode kind of did have its own arc because you had the Jon Snow versus Ramsay arc in that episode, mm-hmm. and it was also the overall arc of Jon Snow and Ramsay ending right. at the same time. Right. But yeah, it was yeah. You know, you got what you got with with each episode and each season. Mm-hmm. So, where it gets going after a little review. Sure. All right. So remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Hey, Dan, what are we talking about today? So this is a really hard thing to quickly synopsis, but I think the best way to say it is just Comic-Con. Yeah, we're talking about Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con just happened this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time of this recording... 
Uh, it's Saturday night, and the Marvel panel I don't think has yet started. Yes, we we'll start at seven o'clock. I seven think. o'clock their time or yeah. something like that. Um, the DC panel happened already today. The Justice League trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Uh, looks a lot different than the previous trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Maybe Joss Whedon's impact actually be impact. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what he does. Yeah. Did you hear the rumors about Ben Affleck? That he's going to be stopping after this? Yeah, but today he addressed that he's not leaving. He did say that he's not leaving. So we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll take his we'll take his word for it. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to see what happens. That would that would be awful if he left. That would just be so sad. I mean, you're starting this Batman thing. It just doesn't happen. That'd be really disappointing. Yeah. But so that happened. Stranger Things season two trailer dropped. Looked great. Looked so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to have Will Bayer. Bayer is that his name? Bayer. Will. 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 Whatever. <laughs> I don't ever forget his last name. But Will as like a main character this season, since yeah. he was in the Upside Down world for all of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since at the end of season one, remember how he kind of like coughed up some alien thing some demogorgon juice right exactly and so that's going to be cool to see how that's going to impact him this season Mm -hmm. specifically so that'd be cool i I don't know if any other trailers dropped that you noticed uh i saw some other stuff but there was some um steven universe news but i know you don't yeah you were talking about that i'm not familiar with that you you should watch it It's it's a really great um cartoon okay what's it on cartoon network oh it is okay yeah for those who listen and that watch the show um, you should see what they released on it because it had some really interesting stuff. Cool, nice. Yeah, I don't know what else happened. Defenders trailer got Defenders. released. Um, they're doing a SpongeBob SquarePants live action, or it's like stop motion animation. Interesting Halloween special. I saw. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman two got announced. Oh great! Uh, yeah, I, did you see Wonder Woman? Yes, I, I loved it. I haven't seen you it. Haven't seen no, it? I heard it's phenomenal. Oh, oh right, because you only seen like three movies <laughs> entire. Wait, Dawn, War of the Planet of the Apes. I saw that. Are you, oh, was it so good? Oh my god, oh, it's amazing. But I think for me, the second Dawn. I like Dawn more yes. personally. War is still. It's like right there. It's, yeah. It's it's right. It's knocking on its door. I had a really bad movie experience when I saw War. Me too. Really? Yes. I wonder if we had the same kids in our, even though you saw it in Northern Jersey, right? Yeah. So the, I'll do this really quickly. So there were like 14-year-olds in my movie, mm-hmm. and it was like a group of 10 of them, and they got up and out, up and out maybe 10 times. Oh. And they were really loud about it. They were dropping their candy, their popcorn, mm. their phones. They had their lights on because they were trying to find stuff, and they were talking the whole time. Like everyone in the theater was really getting angry, mm-hmm. and like props to like self-control because no <laughs> one yelled at them at all, which I was really surprised. And then at one point they turned on the lights in the theater. No. Yeah, they were they were like playing around in the hallway leading out to, outside and the kids bumped to the wall which turned the lights on and one guy just goes, "What the hell?" and the kid screams, "Sorry." And they turned the lights back off, which a I didn't know it was that easy to turn on the lights in a movie theater. Yeah. I thought it was like controlled by the people in the That's what I room. thought. Yeah, no, apparently there's like a light switch like you're walking into a kitchen when you're walking into a movie theater. Huh. And then Someone went and got a manager, and the guy, the manager, he sat them back down, but he separated them in the front row area. Okay. He was like, you sit here, you sit here, you sit there. During the middle of the movie. During the middle of the movie. So there were significant portions of the movie where I was not paying attention because I was seeing what was going on with that. And then he left, and the kids started doing it again. Mm. And yeah, that's they, not going to hold They eventually, there. I don't know if they were in the hall. They were movie hopping, essentially what they were doing, totally. And I think the manager maybe saw them fooling around, and just took them out because they never came back again. Maybe with like forty five minutes left in the movie, but that was mine. Well, I don't know what yours was like. Was, well, was it the same kids? Where did yes, you have kids turn, turn kids. the lights on in the movie theater? Um, hearing your story is not even. It, it, that's way more than mine. Oh wow! Sorry, you should have gone first. Yeah, no, mine was just like 
the guys next to me were snickering the entire time. They were, oh. they were like making it hard for me to like fully Focus. En- fully engross myself in the movie. Yeah, people were using the phones behind me. That's so annoying. Um, I don't get it. Like, just just be respectful. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like, I think how like, would you like it if someone shone a flashlight in your face while you're trying to watch a movie? Yeah, movie theater has like certain kind of like etiquette that you have to hold. Yeah, and I don't think it's hard. What's so hard with putting your phone in your pocket for two hours, two and a half hours max? Yeah, it was two twenty. Yeah, but I mean, still, right? It's yeah, it's really, but it was it was a phenomenal movie. Great, great, loved it. I, I loved that like, this one had a little comedic aspect. It to did. It. There was that one monkey where you weren't sure if he was going to be a Jar Jar or if he was going to be a good comedic aspect that the movie yeah. needed because it's very dark. Bad, 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 bad ape. <laughs> bad ape. Yeah, he was yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really, I really hope they make a fourth one. I don't want to talk spoilers for anybody. You want to make a fourth? I think that's a good, a good conclusion. It's a good. It, I don't want to get into, like I said, spoiler territory. Mm. It's a good conclusion to a certain arc, mm. um, but I think that they could go forward with it. If they don't, I'm fine with it. Right. But I think that they should keep going. But you also, like, not to keep driving on this because we know we have to talk about Comic Con, but I do want to talk to you about this. So, go ahead. Um, you did watch all of the 1960s and 70s films, so you know that there's a more arc to it. Yes. I've watched every Planet of the except for the Tim Burton one. I've watched all, every Planet the of the The Mark movie. Wahlberg one? The Mark Wahlberg one, oh yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've, I've watched I've, that. I've heard it's awful. It's bad. I know, like, there's Ape, Abraham Lincoln or something like that, whatever I don't remember that, but that... That's, like, the ending. Like, in the first one, the twist oh, yeah, when yeah, he sees yeah, the Statue yeah, yeah. of Liberty, this one is that, and he sees... And he, that's when he realizes he's on Earth. But yeah, so I, I've watched, before Dawn came out three years ago, I watched every Planet of the Apes, every mm. original one. Yeah, so what I did, because I had never seen Dawn, mm-hmm. and uh, my friend Alex was going to see War, and he's like, you got to come see it with me. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I watched Dawn the night before, mm-hmm. and I saw War. War the next day. And I think, because I saw Dawn so close to it, the very beginning of War, there was like, they like kind of did a lot of like recap of what happened last they, movie. They, they kind of did, yeah. They did. They pretty much put it right there. They're like, "This is what happened. This is what happened." And then, boom, we're in. We're into it now. Yeah. So I thought that was a little like cheesy, but I think if I didn't see it literally the night before, I would have needed it. That's probably yeah. That's true too. Yeah. Because I watched it a couple days before that, and mm-hmm. the previous time I saw the movie was in theaters. So yeah, okay. I, I was glad I, I rewatched it because like I forgot all about Koba. I mean, yeah. pretty much starting the war with literally the, the entire movie had to do with Koba, right? Because if Koba didn't start the, because he kind of started the war in Dawn, yeah, and this just kind of carries on to it with and, the humans fighting. Against and if you him. didn't do that, they constantly talked about Koba through the movie. I don't know spoiler, but they do. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah. So like Caesar's constantly reliving the happened and, and yeah, exactly. Impact. Yeah, yeah. It's good. So yeah, check out War of the Planet of the Apes if you haven't already. I'm planning on seeing Dunkirk on Tuesday. Um, I'm really excited. I've heard really good things about it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing it in IMAX. So nice. Yeah, you got, I've heard that that's like the only way to see it. I do want to see it with the 70 millimeter. Yeah, like that in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. So yes, so we're talking Comic Con. Yes. Um, in honor of Comic Con just ending this past weekend, and one of the one of the biggest things that happens at Comic Con besides the panels, the Hall H, everybody you know going buying all this crap that they don't need, but they want to spend all this money on, is the cosplay. Cosplay is like the quintessential Comic Con experience. Have you ever been to a Comic Con? It's sad to say, I've never been. I know you said, you've been to a couple. I've been to Philly's Comic-Con twice, maybe three times. Atlantic City's Comic-Con twice. Atlantic City didn't have a Comic-Con this year, and I was really bummed about it. I don't know why they didn't do it, mm. but they didn't have one. Um, 
but I've never dressed up going to a comic con. I just kind of wear like a nerd t-shirt, a, a nerd t-shirt for lack of a better term. Drop some money on some things I don't need. I bought a hand of the kingpin a couple years ago. Oh, right, the, I saw the, you that. The yeah, Philly yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. Um, bought like some posters or something along those lines. But I've always wanted to go. It just it's always. Yeah, yeah, it's bad timing. I know, like this past year, the Philly one was on a weekend where I had a wedding to go to, so I couldn't go to the Philly one. So I was kind of bummed out about that. Mm-hmm. But. I really would love to go to San Diego's Comic-Con sometime. Every year I sign up for sweepstakes to try to go. <laughs> Obviously never win. But, uh, oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be great to go. I can only imagine how awesome it is to, like, be there in the moment and around everyone else. Yes, absolutely. So talking about cosplay, mm-hmm. right, uh, we decided to do a little scenario of who would win Comic-Con's cosplay. Like, who would win best cosplay at a comic-con right yes and we chose two people who are fictional characters Mm -hmm. are you going with the fictional character of your person or are you going with the actual character of your person i'm going with the 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 individual that regardless of the character or not okay that's fine yes so we're picking two people who are die hard fanboys and um they just love nerd culture they eat it up they do not hide it and you know that they love that stuff. And we're going to imagine that they are going to Comic-Con mm-hmm. and that they're going to dress up in some kind of cosplay. We're going to pitch what their cosplay would be and why their cosplay would be the best, why it would be original, why it would stand out, why people would see it and go, yes, that is amazing. No one's ever done that before. It's so great. Right. Um, so want to wanna pitch our people? Uh, sure. Go okay. for it. All right. So I am picking... Ben Wyatt. Now, some people may not be familiar with Ben Wyatt. If you're not, that's a shame. You should go check it out. Uh, Ben Wyatt is a character from the NBC show Parks and Recreation. And he is played by, oh, God, what's his name? Um, Adam Scott, right? Mm -hmm. Adam Scott. And in the show, he works for the Pawnee Parks Department. And he he has various other jobs as well. He worked for like a sugar company at one point that made like candy sweetums uh he was also the mayor of a town when he was like what 14 or something yeah and he got impeached because he spent all the town's money on an ice skate rink yeah ice town ice town that's what it was so he got impeached because he did that but he was like 14 so of course that's (laughs) what he was gonna do um but one of ben wyatt's um well most well-known things is that he is a die-hard nerd in the show Mm -hmm. um whether it be Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like a list right here. Uh, he's a huge fan of like model trains. He's a big fan of Game of Thrones. In one episode, he get, Leslie actually gets a, mo- a replica of the Iron Throne for him to sit on. Um, he then ruins. Yes, yes. Uh, his eBay username is Tall Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> um, he loves Batman. He actually bought a Batman suit when he joined uh, Tom and Donna for the Treat Yourself Day. Treat Yourself. Treat Yourself. Uh, he loves Star Trek. He actually writes Star Trek fan fiction, and he has a preference of Picard over Captain Kirk, which is a huge debate among Star Trek fans. Um, and he actually reads some of his fan fiction in the show to April, and April's just, like, banging her head against the wall. Like, this is so <laughs> dumb. Uh, he also loves the show Fringe. There's a great episode where he says to um, – what's Amy Poehler's character's name? Leslie. Leslie, thank you. He says to Leslie, oh, I just rewatched season one of Fringe the other day to see if I could pl- find any plot holes. And just as I suspected, airtight. Like He's like, it's <laughs> perfect. He's so great. Um, love he line. loves Harrison Ford, Twin Peaks, Homeland, loves Star Wars. One of, my, one of my most relatable moments with Ben Wyatt 
is I watched Parks and Rec before The Force Awakens came out. Mm -hmm. And there's one episode where he's getting a back massage. And Leslie says, like, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm all right. I just keep thinking about the new Star Wars sequel. And I'm really worried that they're going to do too much CGI over practical effects. And I feel like it's all weighing on my shoulders. (laughs) And, like, I was watching that. I was like, oh, my God, I feel the same way. Like, I just want it to be so good. And it was before it came out. And, you know, it was great and whatever. But it was just so funny. I was able to relate with him on that. Uh, So that's Ben Wyatt. I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch a bunch of his clips of all of his, like, nerding out. Uh, I totally forgot to mention he invented a board game. Cones of Dunshire. The Cones of Dunshire, which is this like insane kind of like Settlers of Catan versus meets, um, I don't know what else you would say it is. We really don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Parks and Rec, please yeah, just, just, just go for, watch Just for it. Ben Wyatt, yeah, please. He's like one of the best characters in the show. So that's a little bit about Ben Wyatt. Total nerd. He would love going to Comic-Con. Before I pitch what he's going to wear, we'll go with your character. Okay. Just, just giving you a heads up. Like, I love Parks and Rec. Yeah, and I, I often find myself, like, too closely aligning to Ben Wyatt, and like everyday life. He's very relatable, and um, it's gonna be really hard for me to fight against him. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard. That's right. It's me, me with your character as well. Yes. So, um, I decided to choose uh, Stephen Colbert. Great guy. Um, Stephen Colbert, as everyone knows, he's, uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert. He's been hosting for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Before that, he did the Colbert Report. Which is just comedy genius. Amazing. Politi- political satire at its best. Yeah. He did that for what, like 10 years? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a while. Yeah. And then before that, he did the Daily Show yeah. with Jon Stewart. Where he was playing the same character that he played in the Colbert Report. Right. Yep. And then before that, he did Second City. Yes, he was. That's where he kind of got his uh, his footing there. Yeah. Him and, uh, I'm not blanking, Steve Carell started mm-hmm. there. Yep. They both went to Daily Show. Yep. And um, both of them just blossomed. And yeah. One of my favorite things that Stephen Colbert does is the fake vomiting. So he does this thing. If you haven't seen it before, please do it. It's him and Carell, right? Yeah, him and Carell. So they play two waiters (laughs) that get nauseous by food. So they're like, tonight is... (laughs) It's like, we have a lovely steak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please do us a favor. Yeah, we can't do it justice on here. Definitely go check it out. No one can match Colbert's genius. Yeah, he's so great. Um, But yeah, so I would totally recommend you guys watching that. But... So, um, for those who don't know, Stephen Colbert is an entire a huge nerd. He yeah. he always um, says that he was the, like one of the first screenings of, of Star, Star Wars. Wars. So he was a fan two weeks before everybody else. Yes, which is such a nerd thing to say. Um, he also, and this is what I'll be going off of, is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, he actually, I don't want to say this now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, is considered by Peter Jackson to be the biggest nerd when it comes to Lord of the Rings. I know he ha- he's had two Tolkien offs with uh, James Franco because mm-hmm. James Franco has said like he's the biggest Tolkienite. Yeah, and then Colbert just like completely shut just him down, annihilates <laughs> him. So great. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll jump into it a little bit, but uh, Colbert is who I'm going to choose. Great, awesome. All right. So like I said, so we're going to pitch their costumes what they would wear, why they would wear it, and why it would be uh, so standout-ish at Comic-Con. Uh, if you were to go to Comic-Con, some costumes I guarantee you're going to see, like Deadpool, yeah, um, Harley Quinn, definitely now. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Batman, the new Spider-Man, definitely, because that movie just came out. 
Have you seen the people dancing around with Spider-Man with like they're like jumping and doing like the thing with their arms? No. It's like I I don't understand it. Is that it, is that a new thing? It's a new thing. Like and it's not like it's a one-time occurrence. It's like anytime there's a like a black people cosplaying. Huh. A random Spider-Man people just just do their do the thing. Dance. Yeah, if yeah, anyone knows that. about that, please. Yeah, let us know, let what, us that's, know. What, what that's all about. And if any of our fans with the Comic-Con, let us know what it was like. I'd oh love, yeah, please. I'd love to see that. All right, so before we get into uh, what what the costumes is, I went online, and on Comic-Con.org, they have, like, a list of the parameters that the costumes must follow in order to be allowed into Comic-Con. Okay. Um, most of them have to deal with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Because uh, people... people Deadpool. Yeah, because people are bringing in random things. And also, like, when it comes to costumes, it doesn't seem like there's any limits because you see some people, you see a lot of skin. You see yeah. a lot of skin at Comic-Con. Um, but I mean, pretty much it says like all costume weapons must be inspected at the weapons check desk. All costume weapons must conform to state and federal law. <sighs> uh, projectile costume weapons must be rendered inoperable. Oh my God. Uh, costume swords must be tied to your costume in such a way that they can't be drawn. So you can bring in real swords, it sounds, but they cannot be able to be removed from like their, I don't know how you do that. Their, what's that part of the sword sheath? Called? The sheath. Yeah. Um, after each person's costume weapons have been checked, it may be tagged. It will be tagged by security and you'll be given a wristband to wear that says that your weapons have been checked. Security will escort you to the security station for inspection. If your costume weapon is not tagged. I remember this going to Comic-Con, the local Comic-Cons, not San Diego. Whenever you walk in, they would always check for weapons. Wow. And even if you had like a lightsaber, what they would do is they would take like an orange zip tie and they would put it around your lightsaber to indicate that it has been checked. Mm -hmm. And if you see anybody with like a gun or a sword or anything in Comic-Con, you always see that orange zip tie on them. Wow. So I don't know if any of our guys are going to be having weapons. I don't think mine will be, but mine will not. All right. Cool. Perfect. Uh, you want to pitch first? Want me to pitch first? Uh... Uh, I'll try pitching first. All right. Go right ahead. What do we got for Mr. Colbert? As I said earlier, Stephen Colbert is a giant Lord of the Rings fan. He actually was in The Hobbit, Destination of Smog, for like 10 seconds. He was. I do remember that. He was, uh, uh, according to him, the lead role of spy master in the, in the town. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yes. Um, but so he's he has been to the Lord of the Rings set before. Yes, I do he's know that. He's been on the, the set of The Hobbit. He's close friends with Peter Jackson. So with all that in mind... He will call up his friend Peter Jackson. Hey Peter, how's it going? That was a really good. That was a really good Stephen Colbert impression. Yeah, that's, that's me, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know what I really want to do? I want to go to San Diego for Comic Con. Can I get the costume of Gandalf? Okay. Staff and all. Everything. Everything. Which Gandalf? Gandalf the the white, the better one. Really? I like Gandalf the Gray more. Oh, Gandalf the White's a badass. I think Gandalf the Gray is. Uh, I don't know. I attached it to like the Hobbit and I didn't like the Hobbit as much. Okay. I can see that argument though. Gandalf the gray in, uh, fellowship, fellowship. is pretty cool. He was awesome. He's pretty cool. Dark fire shall not prevail to you. Shall not pass. So, all right. So you're going Gandalf the gray. Yes. He's, so well, he's going to the white. I mean, sorry, Gandalf the white. Mm-hmm. You're going to call Peter Jackson. Call my friend, Peter Jackson. Okay. And, uh, Everything will be movie set quality. Okay. Though it's not very original okay. in the sense that it's not like he's going out of the way and creating this whole new thing. Mm-hmm. It literally will be the thing that he they have on the, the movie set. You cannot get any better. And 
he can use all those connections that he has to make sure that he is, you know, done correctly. So he's going to look perfect. Spot on. So he's going to be having, like, makeup people. Like, like certain like, Ian McKellen, like, spot on. Okay. Is he going to be doing, like, an Ian McKellen impression during Comic-Con? Mm. Or is he going to be talking as, like, Stephen Colbert? He's going he's gonna to be playing, like, Gandalf. So he's going to be doing the best he can to sell yeah. like Gandalf, which I'm sure he could do because he's such a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And he's a huge impressionist. Yes, he is. Yes. Do you think this costume is, like, in storage somewhere or even, like, in a museum? If he needs to, like, literally go to Sierra Ian McCollins' house and take it from him. <laughs> take it from him. <laughs> take it from him. I'm sure he has some, you know, I'm sure Ian McCollins has it at his home, if need be. And if he has, like, those connections with Colbert, I'm sure he'll be much obliged to let Colbert take the, the costume. Yeah, it's like, I can have you on my show next day. <laughs> Colbert <laughs> bump. For it. Yeah, get the Colbert bump, come on back in. <laughs> um, come back in and you can, uh, you know, use it and just, you know, make sure you dry clean afterwards. Okay. Yeah. You gotta return it clean. Yeah. <laughs> it might have some, some wear and tear on it. You know, all yeah. the battles it's been through and mm-hmm. whatnot. Will he, held deep. so he'll have, he'll have the staff. Has the staff. Will he have the sword? Hmm. I guess you have to, have the sheath. So it's gonna be yeah. locked up, whatever. It's gonna have to get tagged by security. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get you tagged by security. So now when he's walking around, is he gonna be saying to people, like, this is the real costume? Or is he gonna be just pretending? Because yeah. how are people going to know that that's the real costume? Because it seems like you're going a lot of out of the way to get the real costume that people really aren't going to know that's the real costume. He doesn't need to. I think he just can just walk around and they'll know that that that's, is that's the real that's thing. The real deal. It's going to smell really bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to smell really old. <laughs> ten, ten, a lot ten of moth, years old. Moths. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're going to have bugs just flying out of it. <laughs> All right. So we're going Colbert um, Gandalf. Yes. Get off the way. I like it. What about Ben White? All right, so I'm making up a costume here Ooh, for Ben White. Like I'm trying to be a little creative here. Yes. Okay? I feel I like, like I've been losing my creative juices lately. Ooh, okay. All right, so Ben Wyatt is, he claims, a nationally ranked Settlers of Catan player. Okay. Settler, we played Settlers a bunch of times. Love we Settlers. Talked, we talked about it last week. It's I'm so game. bad at it, but I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Sometimes you think you're going to start off well mm-hmm. and just does not work out that way. Yeah, the odds are not in your favor. So what I'm going to do is Ben Wyatt, he would be creative. He loves he loves Game of Thrones. He loves Star Wars, Star Trek, everything I mentioned earlier. He's not going to go as something from there. He wants to be original. He wants to stand out, okay? Uh, he's not going to do Guns of Dunshire because no one would probably really know. A lot, some people would know, yeah. but, I mean, it would just kind of be a guy wearing a bunch of cones. That or wearing the captain's hat. Or wearing the captain's hat that says Ledger. Is that what it was? I think, I think so. <sighs> something like that. Yeah. I forget. So anyway, so what Ben White is going to be is he's going to dress up as the board of Settlers of Catan. Okay? Please explain. Yes. So in Settlers of Catan, there are five main resources. You have your sheep, your wheat, your wood, your brick, and your rock, or also called your ore. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to call it rock. Okay? So this is what I'm going to do. One leg is going to be decorated with brick okay one leg is going to be decorated with wood okay and the reason i'm doing that is because those are two of the physically strongest resources brick and wood is it's very hard to break Mm -hmm. okay you also get your road piece then what's that you will build road so this is what i'm saying so um brick and wood are very important to get your base going for the game Mm -hmm. To build roads and to build your settlements. Okay, so that's why it's your legs because your legs are kind of like your base. That's what holds you up. That's and the, and the roads and the settlements are what holds up your game. Okay, 
one arm is going to be like sheep wool covered up. One is going to be like hay or wheat, kind of like the uh, scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz, if you will. Okay. And in the middle, his chest, that's going to be the rock or the ore. Mm -hmm. Okay. So moving upwards now, the, the, the rock is pretty much what's really, really important throughout the game. For your settlements. Yeah. You, you need it for your settlements. You need it to get your cities, to build your cities. You need three rocks in order to build your, your cities and also to get development cards. You need that right. rocks. If you don't have development cards, you can't get the biggest army. Um, you can't get some extra victory points that you can get through that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things you can get in a settlement card. Uh, well, if you get like victory, victory card, um, oh, you can get some extra victory points. Yeah, you can get um, you can get build uh, extra roads. Sometimes it says like play two roads. The like monopoly where they can get everything from that one. Yeah. Resource. Oh yeah, you can get the monopoly card exactly. So rock is really really important to your end game. So think of the wood and the brick as holding up your foundation. Rock is the core. That's what's really getting you going. Okay. So right then and there, we have all five of the major resources. Um, exhibited on his costume okay okay now what we're going to do is over his head he's going to be wearing a black kind of like mask like think of like an executioner mask kind of that's what he's going to be wearing over his head okay do you know what that's supposed to represent any guess no oh the knight no the robber Oh, That's supposed to represent the robber. Fans of Settlers Catan would know that there's the robber who goes around, and he's pretty much kind of like an armless, legless, grayish, blackish figure that yeah. just goes around the game, and you steal resources from people and and kind of create an embargo so people can't receive their resources. Roll a seven. Roll a seven. It. You move them. Exactly. So he's going to have that over his head, which is going to symbolize the robber. Okay. So right there, you get the five resources, you get the robber. Okay. Now, if he wants to, he could wear or hold a shield that a knight carries in like the, uh, the army cards, the knight cards, um, because those shields are specific to Settlers of Catan. It's kind of like yellow with like a half crescent red to it with like, I think a blue in the middle of it. Uh, so he could carry that as well if he wanted to develop those into it also, but that's what he would be wearing. People who play Catan would absolutely get it instantly when they see his costume. Mm -hmm. It would be completely original. No one has ever worn, I'm sure, anything like this ever before. I googled Settlers of Catan costume to see what it was like. And most of them were like dresses that had the hexagonal resources shapes kind of printed on them. So that's very, very different from this. Um, and it also summarizes him because it shows his nerdum he is internationally ranked in settlers of Catan, um and he's also exhibiting the game and showing his creativity and i think that would let him definitely win cosplay at comic-con okay so now should we rebuttal or yeah yeah let's re let's rebuttal try to poke holes in each other and uh, see what we can do here okay so the the main thing that i'm having with yours okay ben wyatt is an accountant yeah now, how is he going to do this in a fashion that not break his bank? I mean, he's not—he's not making a, a ton of money. As an don't accountants make like pretty good money? I mean, they make decent money, but they they're not making money? Stephen Colbert money. Okay, this is true. Yeah, but you're not spending any money on yours. 
He doesn't have to. Right. He has connections. That's that's. I mean, that's completely fine. Okay. Another thing we have to think of here is which Ben Wyatt are we using? Because Ben Wyatt, we know for a fact, was a House of Representatives member uh, during season seven, I believe. He was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives the, the, the from very, Indiana. The very, very last The very, very yeah. last one. He also might be the president. We don't know if it was him or Leslie. Yeah. Which I kind of liked. It was kind of mm-hmm. left ambiguous. My guess is Leslie. So let's assume that he is a but member pre- of the U.S. But literally, like, if he's the president... Then he can't go and do. Well, we don't know if he was the president, so I'm well, not claiming he was. I'm just going off of what we definitely know. Okay, we know for a fact he was a member of the House. If a member of the House representatives went to Comic Con, I don't think he would be like received well. Okay, so first of all, you wouldn't know that that was Ben Wyatt. Mm. Okay, because he's wearing his costume. Because his, his face is covered. His face is covered exactly. And B, not all members of Congress also have, like, social, uh, Secret Service detail. Actually, they don't get the Secret Service. That's the president. They get, like, Capitol Police detail. Right. So it's not like he'd be followed. Like, if it was Paul Ryan, forget about it. I mean, he's going to be completely followed, and people are probably going to be throwing things at him. But he's going to be completely surrounded by security guards. Whereas just some Joe Schmo from Indiana, like, Indiana's first, like, who's that? Who's Ben Wyatt? Representing Pawnee. Yeah, representing Pawnee. Exactly. So that's going to be no problem with him being there. Um, secondly, a House of Representatives member, I think they make like 125000 a year. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So he, if it's this Ben Wyatt, which we could assume it is, mm-hmm. he's going to have no problem affording that. I don't know if he's going to time to do that. I mean, if he should be House Representative, he should be doing... <laughs> <They're>, he's <laughs> not going to be doing his job anyway. That's what they do now. He's not going to be doing his job. <laughs> he didn't do his job when he was the mayor, so he's not going to do his... He probably would do his job as a congressman, because I, like I think he's a good guy. Yeah. But let's think of this also. Who's he married to? Leslie. Mm-hmm. Leslie is all about that stuff. If he said, hey, babe, like I need you to help me make this awesome Comic-Con costume, she would absolutely help him make his Comic-Con costume. She would make it exactly as he specifies, and it would be perfect. Now, Stephen Colbert, on the other hand, so he he's really relying on other people, whereas Ben Wyatt is relying on himself and his wife. And his wife, which is like his family, right? So mm-hmm. he's going to see her Peter every Jackson's day. family. Is Peter Jackson really family to Colbert? That's a, that's a big leap there. <laughs> he, he, so he has to, he's really rolling the dice, hoping, fingers crossed, that Peter Jackson has access to a Gandalf the White costume. The last time we saw Gandalf the White on film was in 2003. So that was 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I doubt that Peter Jackson is just like, oh yeah, I know where I kept the Gandalf the White costume. Or he's just going to say, I don't know. Give Ian a call. So now Colbert's calling Ian, and Ian's probably like, uh, I don't know where it is. That's my, uh, you know, Ian McKellen impression. Yeah. pretty good, right? He goes, I don't know where it is. I, I have no idea. It's not like he has it like, hanging in his closet next to, like, his Magneto costume or anything like that. <laughs> um, you're, you're putting a lot of faith on Peter Jackson and Ian McKellen to help you out. So even – okay. Let's say, let's say that that has an issue. Stephen Colbert is mad rich. Okay. So he can basically pay the same people who made the Gandalf costume to make it again. Okay. So he's just going to pay to have a costume made. Well. So there's no authenticity now. Now it's just some people just making a costume. It's not the actual one that Ian McKellen wore in the movie. I honestly think that somewhere in, whether it be Peter Jackson, Ian McKellen, or the the studio would have that. Because that's probably very museum-esque worthy. Okay. So I'm sure that someone has it. But if not, if not, he'll just he'll just buy one. 
He'll go on like Party City's website, Gandalf you, the White. Can you imagine like movie quality Google, <laughs> movie quality Gandalf, Gandalf the, White, the White costume cheap please yeah, yeah cheap <laughs> that yeah exactly that's what he's gonna put in there also. All right, so all right, well, so we'll we'll say he gets it. He gets it somehow. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Problem here: who's more famous, Stephen Colbert or Ben Wyatt? Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, right? Without doubt. People are going to be flooding. You won't and, be able to tell him behind the weird. Oh, you'll be able to tell that it's Stephen Colbert. You can tell it's Stephen Colbert. The eyes, the nose, you're going to know it's Stephen Colbert without mm-hmm. a doubt. Just like, I mean, like, don't, like the way he walks and the way he talks, like even if he's doing an Ian McKellen impression, I'm sure people are going to get the idea that it's someone that's like not supposed to be in that costume. Like it's someone famous, like it's someone well-known. That doesn't make it uh, not great. No, that's fine. But I feel like the whole point of our costume should be like they blend in. They don't. They. I shouldn't say that. Not that they blend in, but they. Um. They stand out, but they stand out because of their creativity, not because of who they are. So where someone would see the, um, the settlers of Catan costume, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is settlers of Catan." It is. The game personified, whereas someone would go, oh, my gosh, that's Stephen Colbert dressed up as Ian McKellen. Let me go take a picture with him. Thinking more about it being Stephen Colbert rather than, oh, let's go check out this awesome guy dressed up as Gandalf the White. See, I disagree. I feel that um, some of the reasons why cosplay is like what happens is that, like, oh, my God, it's so realistic. Like, look how great this costume is. Right. So... Yes, there might be a little more like, oh, interesting. I've never seen um, Sabu Katana. Look at that, like that. Oh, interesting. Right. But when it's pure quality of being able to see, like, wait, is is that Gandalf the White? Is that Sarah McKellen? No, wait, <laughs> it's not Sarah McKellen. Wow, that's like so close to being it's Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen in Gandalf the White costume that you you automatically have to say, I respect that. Okay. Now, Stephen Colbert has already gone to Comic-Con. He has. He, But he was dressed up as something completely different. Prince Hawkcat. He was Prince Hawkcat. <laughs> yes. And in that, people had no idea who Prince Hawkcat was. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think, though, that some people got the idea that it was Stephen Colbert in it because he wasn't hiding his voice. Like, no, not whatsoever. at all. And you can see him, like, taking selfies. With, there was At one point, there were people taking pictures with him, and there was a line of people. So yeah. people obviously knew that it was Stephen Colbert. So right then and there, people are going to know it's Stephen Colbert, and they're going to be more focused on the person rather than the costume. Like, he was dressed so cool as Prince Hawkat. His costume was amazing. It and was It was, it was like nothing you've ever seen before, and everybody was more concerned with the fact that it was Stephen Colbert instead of the fact that it was Prince Hawkat. I do love the fact that – so if those who haven't seen – um, this was back in the Colbert Report. Yeah. But those that haven't seen the clip, please watch it. It's hilarious. It's really funny. He like goes up to people and says, do you know who, I'm, who I am? And they're like, uh, no. Hawkman or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, who was the one person that kept saying, uh, it was like they thought it was. They said, someone said Hawk. It was like Captain Hawk. Cap, uh, I forget. Yeah. Whatever. There's like a well-known comic character that involves a hawk yeah and he's like no 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 like think about it this way and uh, people were like oh yeah i've heard of prince hawk cat yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know I, you're I, lo- I love when people like they just go along with they it go along with it exactly like, oh, yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah yeah just for conformity sakes yeah 
But anyway, what was it going with this though? Oh yeah. So he, he's kind of drawing attention to himself. He's kind of like kind of drawing the crowd himself. But if he like, you know, wants to kind of blend in, enjoy the comic con, I'm sure he can walk around and, you know, do his thing. So this is another thing I think is very, I think this is important. Which Colbert are we talking about? I kind of mentioned this earlier in the episode, but are we talking about the character or are we talking about the person? Because I feel like the character is very mm self-centered, whereas the person is not. Correct. And I feel like the character, if the character was dressed up as uh, Gandalf the White, he would be very much me, 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 me. It's all about me. As in, everyone look at me. Stephen Colbert, it's me. Look at me, Stephen Colbert. Whereas if it was the person Stephen Colbert, like he would be the one who's just kind of in character and he's just doing, or he in in the Gandalf character, doing doing his thing. Yeah, less likely to draw the the crowd. Definitely, I I would say the the person himself. Okay, and the person himself, Stephen Colbert, um, read and his favorite book is The Cimmerillion. In case you're wondering, I believe the, the, it. the one that no one that no one's read. no one actually reads. Yeah, but um, he is like a foremost person inside the Lord of the Rings realm. Okay, um, and when asked who the person he'd interview the most, uh, interview like like them interview the most inside the Lord of the Rings. Tolkien. Oh, he says uh, he said Gandalf. Really? Yes. Does he say which Gandalf? He did not. Ooh, interesting. Yes, he just okay. a Gandalf. He just is Gandalf. And we went like all in like, the. Did he say why he would want to? Oh yeah, yeah. I it's, know it's that's. A, there's a lot of you should, backstory with that. You should look into it because it's really great. Um, and like everyone in the crowd's like totally lost, and he's like trying to talk about like, yeah, so he's part of the Malar, the Mylar, and um, similar to how like this is the Valar and, and the Blue was, Wizards, and something then the Valar. Like, oh, you guys are really. This is like really like similar to like. Roman um, goddesses and gods, however, one isn't and the one is, and like, like she only all she does is just weep, and it's worth a watch. It's great, yeah. He's he's so well, yeah. so well read in Lord of the Rings. So besides cosplay, yes. there's also some other things going on at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, people go around, like I said, and buy stuff. You could also like play games. What do you think Colbert would want to do? Do you think he would attend a panel? Do you think he would just shop around uh, since he has all this money? Do you think mm-hmm. he'd buy stuff? Do you think he'd like sit down and play games? Because I remember when I went to Comic Cons, um, there was always this one section where people would just sit down and just play games. Some new game they like bought, video games. It, like some of them could be like video games at a at a, like a booth or something, or most of them would be like board games or card games. Like people would be playing Magic mm. uh, or something along those lines. What do you think Colbert would do? While because while you're dressing up, yes, you are walking around the convention floor, but you are doing other stuff as well, right. rather than just taking pictures with people. Because he wants to sell up that he is Gandalf. So, like, what else would he do? Right. So, there, there. I would. I believe he would go to the panels. Okay. Um, that's just kind of his, his bread and butter, interviewing people and kind of hearing more about them. So now them. he's hosting the panels? I wouldn't say hosting. Okay. I would say more just, like, learning about them. So he's just going to the panels? Yes. Okay. But... And then asking questions if yes. he could, like if they're taking audience questions. I do believe that he would kind of call out people as as Gandalf. <laughs> like, like, what would he do? Like, like they would make something, and he'd be like, "You shall not pass." <laughs> he would just scream that out. He'd be that one guy, or that one random guy. He'd be pissing off people so much. They'd be like, "Shut up, Gandalf!" <laughs> <laughs> like, just let him talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Gandalf can be really an asshole sometimes. <laughs> no, I feel like. Um, 
No, I feel like he'd be like that's is what he really draws in. He really wants to interview people, wants to understand what they are, and like something who they are. And um, I feel like he'd be kind of like looking at and like watching all the. Panels. I can see Colbert doing that too. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would definitely want to learn more from people by asking them different questions. Yeah, what about Ben Wyatt? I think Ben would. He'd be so busy taking pictures because everybody thinks his costume's amazing. But besides that, he'd be walking around the convention floor. He would probably go to the different board game sections, mm. and he would probably look to see if there's any new Catan expansions that he could possibly buy. Just be playing Catan the entire time. I think he would also probably be playing Catan. Uh, at like I said, like I remember those little areas where people play board games. I mean, since he's like nationally ranked, internationally ranked as a Catan player, he would definitely be wanting to show that he is the best player of the Catan. Um, I mean, on his on his bachelor party night, they played Catan. Like, that's what he wanted to do. He sat everybody down because he wanted to play Catan. So he has his whole life devoted to this single board game. Uh, he would also probably, if he had time, he would probably see if there's any booths um, that are being filled by board game companies. And he would probably try to pitch the, Dones of Dun- the Cones of Dunshire to them to try to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be amazing if he was able to do that. So that that's kind of like on the side. Like if he had some free time, yeah. like if people stopped taking so many pictures of him because he looks so great, and he had some free time to do what he wanted to do, he might try to pitch the cones of Dunshire to somebody. Okay. Now, one thing I want to say okay, is that what if people are re- – like recognition though. So – if I was a casual player of uh, Southwest Catan, okay, I don't believe I'd be able to catch on to that. Catch on to what? His costume? Catch on to his costume. I However, th- okay. a casual f- a fan of Lord of the Rings would recognize Stephen Colbert is doing a spectacular job dressed up as Gandalf. I don't know if a casual fan, like someone, someone who knew what like Gandalf was, like all right, I'll be honest, Gandalf, Obi Wan Kenobi. And Dumbledore. They're all pretty much the exact same character. They're that old wizard that guides the protagonist into this new world that they just entered. Mm-hmm. Some are more powerful than others. Yes, some are more powerful than others. They're all old, white, with long beards. With long... He has a white beard because he's getting off the white now, but mm-hmm. they all have these long... Or Obi-Wan's isn't that long, but he does have a beard. Yeah. Um... I could I could honestly see somebody who's just, like, knows of Lord of the Rings, but really doesn't know it that well could be like oh that is dumbledore like they would totally confuse that they wouldn't be able to tell one from the other i promise you that whereas like settlers of Catan, it has been moved into our pop culture like it's also been on the big bang theory which tons of people watch where they play it on there and they joke about wood i need wood who wants my wood i need wheat those kind of things so someone might not exactly know how to play Settlers of Catan, but they would see this guy with like wood legs and brick legs and be like, what is this? Oh, he's got these different things. Oh, I remember learning about this game called like Settlers of Catan from the Big Bang Theory, and they would probably be able to deduce that that's what it is. See, I feel like people watching Big Bang Theory know watching it that they won't understand the references. Okay, that's a good point. So, good like, point. They, they watch it more like, haha, nerds are weird. <laughs> and um, they don't understand the, under- the, the actual reference of building, you know, roads or something. Right, that's true. However, if someone went up to Colbert saying, Dumbledore, he'd just be able to shoot him down with some serious 
No, I'm I'm from I'm a, a quasi god from the the Valyrian the Valyrian Malar and whatever like that. And they so, and they'd be like, okay, and they would just walk away, still not knowing what he's talking about. Like they'd have no idea what he's talking about whatsoever. But um, yeah, I I think like at Comic Con you have people who just get the jokes, like they they like they would see the Catan and they'd be like, oh. You're a subtle Catan board. I love it. It's amazing. There have been times where I've been Comic-Con and I look to my friend. I'm like, who's that supposed to be? I don't know what that is. You know, so you're not going to be able to please everybody. But I think more people would get like a, an enjoyment out of seeing someone dress up as a board of subtle Catan than just seeing some guy dress up as getting off the white for like the 80th time at mm-hmm. a Comic-Con. But that's just my thought. Yeah. I'm curious to see what everyone says. Yes, we will see what everybody says. So remember, there's going to be a poll on Twitter where you can vote for who you think would win a Comic-Con cosplay between Stephen Colbert dressing up as Gandalf the White and, um, what's his name, Ben Wyatt dressing up as um, a Settlers of Catan board in some extent. Yes. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to add, Dan, before we uh, head out of here? Yeah, so though we have done... Well, not we, you and Chris have done uh, episodes. You're on... part of the Who Would Win community. Everybody's part of the I Who Would like Win community. I do like Who Woodies. Oh no, here we go. I think I think the the thing that Chris said, like putting up a board, but <laughs> just Who on it, would like is like so great <laughs> to um, like the community. You have something that calls you out. Like though, like the name is, is horrible. The, the image is what. Really drives. It's also it. better than who would wieners. I know uh, oh, that, God, was that was pitched once. Yeah, that, that yeah, that would have been awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, though we've talked about um, Lord of the Rings and Parks and Rec, I don't remember these facts being brought up. All right, so you got some fun facts you want to share? Some some small fun facts. Yeah, go that ahead. I thought it'd be interesting. What do you got? Um, so Lord of the Rings, um, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee being um, Saruman. Saruman. Uh, passed away uh, a year ago, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. I mean, he's ninety-two. He was old. He was older. Um, he's also Count Dooku in Star Wars. For some people who might put some, uh, he also played Dracula, mm-hmm. um, and he was also uh, one of the villains in James Bond. Uh, read Lord of the Rings once a year until his death in two thousand five. Uh, sorry, two thousand fifteen, and had done it so since the year was published. And he was the only living member, or the only member that actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that he uh, he's a huge fan, him. and I'm sure he was so excited to be in the films themselves. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so that was one thing I read that was really interesting. Um, I'm not sure if this was, this might have been mentioned. I'm not sure. Go ahead. Where in Fellowship of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Gandalf was walking through Frodo's house. Okay, and hit his head against. The, the wall. The wall. So tiny. And um, that wasn't written into the script. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Peter Jackson just thought, oh, that looked, that looked good. He, he acted through it pretty well that it, it worked and kept it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so perfect. It's, it it's make, perfect. It makes so much sense because it's a small house. Mm-hmm. He's not used to it. Mm-hmm. And he turns the corner, bangs his head. Yeah. And just keeps going with it. Do you know something? Apparently in like the, the lore, Gandalf's only supposed to be like 5'6". Really? But, like, in the movie, he looks so big. Yeah, I mean, Ian McKellen's probably I imagine 5'10 like, or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, four inches isn't a whole lot, but it is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. I guess when you have it against the Hobbits, it's a little um, yes. seating. 
Yes. And uh, the person that was the tallest, mm-hmm. the, the tallest actor, right. was Gimli. Oh, really? He's six one. John Ray's Dyfus or whatever his name uh, is. John, yeah, Davies. John Davies. Yeah. How tall was he? Six one. Wow. He's the tallest. I actor. know he was on his knees for a lot of the movie, and he also had like a, a shorter double who would go into like long shot scenes. Mm. But uh, I didn't know that he was the tallest. The tallest. That's pretty cool. And then one last one, um, and then I'm maybe talk a little about Comic Con and your um, Parks and Rec if you have anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, Liv Tyler. Uh-huh, who was... Eowyn. Eowyn. She um, actually did, actually stabbed herself in, in uh, when shooting one of the scenes. She was, like, doing a scene with a knife and was, like, like, she, like moving around and stabbed her leg. Huh. Yeah. Like, significantly? Like... And blood. Yeah. Wow. It, apparently, it's in the outtakes. Like, Will Ferrell in uh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> using another knife to, to draw it out. <laughs> when yeah. he just stabs his leg in there. <laughs> wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, nothing really else about Ben Wyatt. I mean, I kind of just said all the the funny stuff he does, especially with all of his, his lines about mm-hmm. fandom. And there was one funny one where um, she called uh, – who was it? Rashida Jones' character, I think, called Tyrion an elf. And he's like – Oh, you're so way off. I'm not going to correct you. And then he's kind of like, um, actually, no, I'm going to stop this right now. And he just kind of <laughs> got to that point where he's like, I'm going to fix what you just said. I'm not going to just let it go because mm-hmm. it's bothering me anyway, <laughs> which is, which is something I know I'll do sometimes. Like you showed me that, um, what's, who's that? College humor. College humor will play that fake game show called, um, actually. Yes. Which is where they'll take a, um, so they'll, uh, maybe I'll, no, I'll, go ahead. I'll yeah, that's fine. so they'll take a sentence, um, about, something in nerd culture so um example let's say something about lord of the rings and uh they'll like make a, a statement um i can't think of an example off the top of my mind yeah it could but, be like uh legolas was part of the dwarf society that's a very over simplification yeah it's very it's very but, simple yeah but the examples are really really ingrained in the culture like one i remember was uh this has to do with star wars not lord of the rings but it was episode six return of the jedi the ewoks are from the planet endor right and the forest moon Endor. right so then the the person would ding in and say um actually it's the forest moon of endor yes right so they did like uh six of those and then they have the finished episode with real life um things so like what is an ira and what what happens if you mix these two things together? Right. And to show, like, actual things that you should really know. And how life. no one knows that. And how nobody <laughs> knows what they are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm actually, there are three, four episodes of them okay. on College Humor. I know you just said a new one just came out, right? They did, yeah. Yeah, so definitely check those out. Yeah. That's something that Ben White does all the time, and I know people in nerd culture do that. Yeah. I do it frequently. Um, and then one thing I want to say is Comic-Con, it was created in 1970. Okay. And the first year it was only had a hundred attendees and it was wow. only a one day oh my gosh and now it's, it's a four day four, four day, day event yep. and it usually has 130,000 people wow. go to it i know it's year. almost impossible to get tickets to or yeah. they're super expensive hotels are almost impossible to get in the area you're gonna mm-hmm. have to go far far out and drive in or uber or train or something along those lines right maybe one day fingers crossed hold strong let's see what we can do all right, Dan, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. It was good to have you back. It's been uh, it's been too long. It has. Great.
All right, so please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this is Dan. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Settlers of Catan, the object is be the first to build a civilization on this fictional island. I can't believe this is what you want to do for your bachelor party. Look, guys, we don't have to play this game if you don't want to. I mean, I'm nationally ranked, so it isn't even really fair. Are there any questions I can answer before we get going here? Oh, I'd go with Gandalf, man. Because Gandalf is a Maiar who has been uh, in Arda since Iluvatar cried Ea. So he knows it all. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.